Hello everyone, this is John from Out of Character, and uh, today it is the 4th of July, and uh, you know, first off, happy holidays to everyone. It is our first podcast in a while, and we're getting back to doing it, so I thought today we'd do something simple just to kind of get started on the right foot. We're going to be doing a solo podcast today with just me, so sorry you won't hear Jade or Jason or Sebastian or anyone else today. We're going to be doing character creation using the Star Wars Saga Edition role-playing game. What I'm going to do is make a character, just kind of like walk through the steps of doing it, and we'll see what I get. So it might be fun for you guys if someone's thinking about playing the game and you've uh, you've never played it before or you're curious about it. This is kind of how character creation is going to work. It's pretty basic, but if you're new to RPGs or if you've just never played this one in particular, it might be worth just listening. And it's always entertaining to see what kind of random characters you can roll. So, uh, first off, this is, of course, a Star Wars game. If you haven't ever heard of Star Wars, there are movies and, you know, a franchise that you should check out. Um, uh, I really like, this is my favorite Star Wars role-playing game. I really enjoy it. Um, I think it has a lot of positive attributes, but we'll get to that later. To, you know, I'll do a review on the game at another point. For today, we're just focusing on character creation. So, first off, uh, we're going there, to, there's two ways that you can get your ability scores, which your ability scores basically determine, you know, how strong is your character, how agile, how intelligent, how uh, how much health do they have, all that sort of thing. We are going to go with, roll, you can either roll your stats with using 4d6 and you subtract the, the lowest rolled number, or you can use a point by system. I don't like the point by system in RPGs. I don't usually use it. Um, I, I like to roll. The first reason being you can get a better stat potentially than you would if you had rolled all your stats. It also kind of makes the character feel a bit more organic and it's a bit more fun. But that's me. If you prefer to use the point by system, it's outlined in the book. We're not going to use it for today. So I'm going to go ahead and roll, and I'm using four dice that Jade has given me over the years. I'm using a dice I got at FairyCon a few years ago. My very first D6 from my first uh, Dungeons & Dragons dice set. Uh, the copper dice Jade gave me for our first anniversary, or my first birthday that she was, you know, dating me. And the, uh, the tribal d6 that she gave me a year or two ago so we're going to roll them six times and we'll see what we get i'm going to go right down the list so i'm going to read off the stats just so you guys know i didn't cheat so we are going to have strength dexterity constitution intelligence wisdom and charisma so we're starting with strength and we'll work our way right on down the list and i rolled okay not great not terrible i rolled a five a four a four and a one so we'll take the one away and we will add that. So that's a 13. The average number you're going to be looking for is between a 10 and 11. That represents like an average human being or an average citizen of the galaxy. Remember, hero, heroic characters are supposed to be exceptional. So you're looking for around a 12 or a 13. So he's, this character has a 13 strength. Not huge, not terrible. Better than average. So that's good. That's a good way to start off. Let's see what we got here. So I got a six, five, a four, and a two. So we're rolling pretty well so far. Dexterity, I got a 15, so that's pretty good. Let's see what they get for constitution. Wow, I'm rolling really well for some reason. Uh, all right, I got a six, a five, a two, and a two. So we'll take away one of the twos, and we got a 13. Yeah, so a 13 for constitution. Not rolling like super high. I'm kind of average right across the board, which is interesting. Intelligence, and there's the bad roll. Yep, there it is. Okay, so I rolled a two, a four, a three, and a one. So 
Let me take away the one, and I got a nine for intelligence. Okay, so there's that. So the character's not terribly intelligent. Okay, we can live without that. Let's see what we get for wisdom. And not great again. I got a six, a four, a one, and a one. So I'll take away one of the ones, and 11 for wisdom. So this character's about average for wisdom. Let's see what we get for charisma. Ooh, not great there either. So we got a five, a two, a two, and a one. Okay, so, well, we'll take away the one. So we got a five, seven, nine. So in total, the character has a strength of 13, dexterity of 15, constitution of 13, intelligence of nine, wisdom of 11, and charisma of nine. So we rolled pretty well for three stats, average for one, and below average for two. Well, we're gonna move forward with him. So the nice thing about the way we rolled here is there's no clue. I mean, the, the, the best thing I have is dexterity. That's fine. So let's take a look. The next thing that we would do would be to determine what race we're going to play. I am using the core races from the core rulebook. There are many books with many other races. I'm just using the basic ones just to give you guys an idea of what we have here. So in the core book, you have humans, Bothans, Syrians, Duras, uh, Ewoks, Gamorians, Gungans, Ithurians, Keldor, Mon Calamari, Quorans, Rodians, Celestin, Trandoshan, Twi'lek, Wookiee, and Zabrak. So the humans and the Zabrak don't get any racial bonuses there, you know, to their stats. So let's take a look here. Let's see if there's anything that kind of coincides with what he's got going on. And I'm just taking a little quick browse through here real quick. Huh, that's interesting. You know what I think we're gonna do is, let's try playing as, still thinking, sorry guys. You know what, I'm gonna go with a Duros. So he's gonna be a Duros. You might remember uh, this that race. If you ever watched the Clone Wars cartoon, remember Cad Bane, he is a Duros. So they gain a plus two to their dexterity and a plus two to their intelligence, which will bring my dexterity score up to a 17 and my intelligence up to an 11. Definitely can live with both of those numbers going up. He also takes a minus two to constitution. I need to bring my constitution score down to average. So that's all right. Let's take a look at what we get here. So I'm just gonna read the, what it says about Doris. Duros are tall, hairless humanoids from the Duros system. Duros were one of the first species to become a major influence in the Galactic Republic, and many respected scholars credited the Duros with creating the first hyperdrive. So they're kind of like the definitive alien explorer. They look kind of like the Greys, if you've ever seen one of those, like the art for Grey. They have big, bald heads, you know, they're completely gray, big eyes, no nose. Really, uh, it's, it's a kind of a, 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 almost a featureless face. Uh, personality. The Duros tend to be intense and adventurous, always seeking to learn what's at the next, what's at the end of the next hyperspace jump. They are a proud, self-sufficient, fun-loving people who also have a tendency towards gregariousness. So they're not evil. They're not mean. They're they're kind of happy. Uh, and it says Duros adventurers include hyperspace explorers, star charters, and spacers of all descriptions. They also tend to gravitate towards the sciences, including engineering and astrogation. Uh, some Duros shun exploration in favor of smuggling and trading, and a small number go into diplomatic professions. So we already did that. They are medium creatures, so 
but we don't get any stats for being a different size. Their speed is six, which is the average. Oh, uh, they have the trait expert pilot. A lot of these races have different traits that may give them bonuses on skills and things. It says, as expert spacers, Aduros may choose to re-roll any pilot check, but the result of the re-roll must be accepted even if it's worse. So we're going to do expert pilot, and we can re-roll any pilot check. So that's pretty good. And languages are basic and durees. So not a ton of languages, but that's okay. All right, so next up, we got to choose a class. The nice thing about this game is there's not a lot of classes to choose from. They're all kind of broken down into basic sets. Uh, I'm just going to read a quick description for them. There are Jedi. The Jedi are guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. They learn to master the Force, and their trademark weapon is the lightsaber. Jedi are the most combat-capable class in the game, and they have Force powers. Um, so a lot of people, and honestly, a lot of people, when I've ever played this game, they want to play a Jedi. You're usually going to have at least one person who wants to play a Jedi, probably multiple people. I always tell people, unless you're doing it specifically like you're doing Old Republic or a Clone Wars game or something along those lines, don't have a party full of dudes from, like, the Rebel Alliance and have everyone playing Jedi characters. You know, there's a lot of great classes, so reach out for other things. Uh, there's Nobles. The noble is a shrewd bargainer and negotiator who inspires confidence and makes a great leader. The obvious example of this is like if you're a senator in the republic or you know you're a trader or a merchant or something like that. They are pretty good. Um, they are very much a support class. They have a lot of great buffs and things and they have a huge number of skills. So that's pretty cool. Uh, scoundrels. Scoundrel is a tricky skillful rogue who succeeds by stealth instead of brute force. So they are sneaky. They are pretty clever, and they aren't going to be running into fights. They're kind of the uh, the debuffer class more than anything else. You know, the guys who can sneak in, uh, hack their way into the computer system. Not so much the guy who's going to be getting into a bar fight. Uh, scouts. The scout is a cunning, skilled explorer trained to operate in the vast wilderness of space and backwater worlds. So scouts are kind of like rangers. They're, you know, trackers, and they're used to living kind of out on the outer rim. And last but not least, soldier. A warrior with exceptional combat capability and unequaled skill with weapons. So if you want to be, they're obviously going to be like kind of, other than the Jedi, the most combat focused class. Jedi can be played in a wide variety of ways, but their stats are just, the, 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 their, their hit points are higher and things are just going to work out well for them. So let's see here, what class do I want to play as? I don't think this guy's going to be a Jedi, that just doesn't seem to fit. Let's see. Wisdom and Charisma would be his most important scores, and I have an average in Wisdom and Charisma, so... No, not going to be a Jedi. Let's take a look at Noble, and that's going to be, you know, again, Charisma is a very important stat. My character's not very charismatic. Wisdom and Intelligence, yeah, I mean, there's those, no. Let's try Scoundrel. Dexterity and Intelligence are Scoundrel's most important ability scores. So he has really high Dexterity. Intelligence is average, but... Scoundrel might be worth taking a look at. Let's skip ahead here and keep seeing. Uh, let's see. Scout relies on dexterity, intelligence, and wisdom. And strength is also important. Okay. So he's not the most useful as far as the, that goes, but still. Uh, let's see. Soldier. Dexterity is the soldier's most important ability score, followed closely by constitution and strength. You know... That's interesting. You know what? I hadn't planned this, but dexterity is my highest stat. Strength is my second highest. 
Constitution isn't super high, but it's not bad. I'm going to go with making this dude into a soldier. So we're going to have a Duros soldier. So he is developing slowly but surely. All right. So now what we have to do is kind of flush him out a little bit and take a look at what we've got. Let's see. He starts with a couple of feats. Feats in the game, you get certain feats to begin and you also gain additional feats as the game goes on. So you don't have to worry about starting the game with no feats or special abilities or anything. So my character has a lot of armor proficiencies. He's a soldier, that makes sense. He has armor proficiency in light armor and medium armor, so he can wear those without suffering penalties. He has a lot of weapon proficiencies as well, which again, that, that makes sense that he would have weapon proficiencies. So he's good with pistols, rifles, and simple weapons. Um, let's see here. What else does he have? Oh, and talents. Talents are special powers. There's not a lot of, like, I use magic missile in this game or anything like that. Based, unless you're a Jedi. Then you're, you're totally going to use magic missile. Only you're going to call it force thrust. Basically, at the first level and every odd-numbered level after that, your character is going to gain a, a talent from one of the traits. So let's take a look at, like, the soldier's talents just as an example here. So soldiers have different talent trees. There's the armor specialist talent tree, which is basically you are really good at wearing armor. Uh, you can get things like Armor Mastery, which gives you a bonus to your, your armor defense. Uh, Brawler, you're really good at running in there and getting up close and personal with the enemies. Commando, you use advanced combat tactics to take down enemies quickly. And Weapon Specialist, which is you are highly trained using specific weapons. Well, let's see. I don't know which of those I... I, I don't think I want to take Armor Specialist. I don't think I want to take Brawler. Commando... Talent or Weapon Specialist could be fun. Let's go with... Let's see. Let's go with Commando. He's a, my, so we're doing a... He's a Commando. And his for talents, we can choose between Battle Analysis, which allows you to know which allies and opponents in your line of sight are reduced to at least half their maximum hit points. So it allows you to kind of figure out which guys to focus your fire on. There's Cover Fire, which you have to take Battle Analysis to get, so we'll ignore that for the moment. Demolitionist, uh, you gain a plus two damage, plus two deals, plus two dice of damage when you're using mechanics to place an explosive device, and you can take that multiple times and the effect does stack, so we could make them a total, you know, blow things up. Uh, draw fire, you can distract opponents and convince them that you are the most tempting or most dangerous target in the area. As a swift action, make a persuasion check and compare the result to the will defense of an opponent within line of sight. If the check result exceeds an opponent's will defense, that opponent cannot attack any character within six squares. Then da, 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 there's also harm's way. Once per round, you may make a swift action to shield a single adjacent ally from attacks. And indomitable. Once per day as a swift action, you can move plus five steps on the condition track. This does not remove a persistent condition that may be affecting you. And you can select that multiple times. Each time you select this trait, you can only use it one per time, one time per day. And tough as nails, you can catch a second wind one extra time per day. If you have this talent and the extra second wind feat, you can catch your second wind a total of three times per day. Second wind is basically every character has the ability to kind of catch their breath, come, regain some hit points. It's a useful ability. Uh, what I'm going to go with for this is... I like the idea of battle analysis. I think it's going to be useful. I don't think he has the HP right now 
to I don't think he's gonna be become solo. He's gonna be more of a commando. So we're gonna give him the talent of battle analysis, which could be useful as far as figuring out who to focus the fire on. And that's what we're gonna do for that. Okay. So now we we figured out his abilities, we figured out his species and his class and his skills. Or no, we haven't figured his skills and his talents and his feats. Let's take a look at his skills here. So his intelligence mod. So for skills, every class gets a different number of skills based on uh, the, you know, like Jedi have certain skills on their list. Uh, nobles have a lot of them. So nobles, are, if you're playing a kind of a skill-based class, I would go with probably noble. Soldiers have a good, a couple of good ones though. So here's the skill list. There's climb, endurance, initiative, jump, knowledge of tactics, mechanics. Perception, Pilot, Swim, Treat Injury, and Use Computer. You get three plus your Intelligence modifier of these. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the idea that this is a soldier who has spent most of his time aboard space stations. And they, they, they have not been like planet-based combat for the most part. So let's do that. Alright, so we're going to... So he gets three plus his Intelligence modifiers. Intelligence modifier is not going to give him much. It's it's actually going to give him zero. So he gets three skills. All right. So what are his skills going to be here? Well, we want to give him knowledge tactics because we took that battle analysis and that requires us to make that check to use it. So we'll take knowledge tactics. So he's got some training. He is knowledgeable about tactics and combat. He's kind of, he's kind of maybe like an officer candidate or something along those lines. Uh, pilot, he's a Duros. We wanted to be able to fly. That makes sense. And he has that expert the uh, expert pilot ability from being a Duro, so that's useful. Let's see here. What's the other one? Uh, I mean, climbing's useful. Endurance is useful. Initiative is useful. Jump. I'm going to go with, in with initiative. He shoots first. He shoots first. All right. So we've got his skills figured out here. Let's figure out his HP. Hit points. Soldiers begin at play at the first level with a number of hit points equal to 30 plus their constitution modifier. At each level after the first, soldiers gain 1d10 hit points plus their constitution modifier. My constitution modifier is 0. So he has 30 hit points. Okay, not bad. And force points. Force points are something that you use in the game. Basically, you add them to your rolls or you can use them to re-roll. If you're a Jedi, they have additional capabilities we're not going to get into right now. Uh, he gains five force points plus one half of his level rounded down. So he has five force points. All right. So let's flesh him out a bit here. Let's flip back to the Duros page real quick here. Let's see what some names for Duros are. Banis Keeg, Elor, Elor, Cadlo, Caravanate, Linukta. Mondo Tebo. I like Mondo Tebo, but I'm going to give him his own name. Uh, doo -doo -doo, let's see. We're going to call him Rebo Talfen. Rebo Talfen. He is a Duros soldier. Um, now, as far as like era goes, I'm going to say that he's a Clone Wars character. So he's, you know, from that era. He has been serving as a soldier in the Republic, represented from, from Duros. He was born on Duros. And he has been fighting against the uh, Separatist forces for a few years. He's just kind of completed 
boot camp for Duros, basically. And he's he's ready to actually start fighting. He's eager to prove himself, and uh, he's a little naive. He's not the most charismatic guy. He was kind of like he was he was always good at at fighting and you know the the physical parts of his training. He wasn't bad at the you know the the tactics and things, but he never quite excelled there. He was very average. So they're kind of not sure how well he's going to do as an officer, but he's eager to prove himself. So we'll see how he does with that. Um, the last thing that we need to do here is to figure out what his defenses would be. So let's see here. In this game, you have a couple of defenses. You have fortitude defense, that's your physical, like, you know, poisons, things like that. There's your reflex defense, which is pretty much anytime someone's going to take a shot at you. And there is your will defense, which of course is the basic can you avoid having someone control your brain like a Jedi might try to? Because, you know, you don't want to have them do that. So you get a 10 to start each of those stats, plus your level or armor. He's level 1. Uh, he doesn't have any armor right now, but we can check that out in a sec here. Alright, so 10. For Fortitude, it's your, constant, it's your level, so it's an 11. Plus class bonus. Let's see, what's my class bonus going to be? I am a soldier, but I had a pretty good class bonus. His class bonus is plus one to reflex and plus two to fortitude. So my fortitude goes up to a 13, not bad. Ability modifier, I get a big goose egg on that. And miscellaneous. So he has a 13 fortitude. For reflex, it's 10 plus level, which is going to bring it up to an 11 plus your dexterity modifier, and any other bonuses. Let's see here, he gets a plus one to his reflex from his class, and his dexterity is pretty high, 17, with that racial bonus. So maybe he'll be avoiding getting hit. Maybe he'll be the smart soldier who doesn't get shot, which would be useful because he doesn't have a lot of hit points. Okay, so plus three. So his reflex is going to be a 15, and his will, 10, plus one is an 11, no bonus from class defense, and his wisdom modifier. So he is an 11 for will, so he is not, he's definitely the type to take orders, and you figure out his damage threshold. Damage threshold is basically, um, when you take a hit in the game, if it is greater than your damage threshold, it drops you down the condition track. The condition track basically is, if you have, you know, if you're sitting in the cantina having a drink, having a good time, you're a normal when you get punched in the face by the uh, the, the drunk you know moisture farmer, and he really cracked you a good one, you go to you know the, down the next track. It's minus one to all defenses, attacks, skills, and ability checks. Down from there, it's minus two, then minus five, minus ten, and then you're helpless, which means you can't really do anything. So that's unfortunate. Oh well. So you determine that by adding together your fortitude defense and any miscellaneous bonuses you have there are feats and things that grant you bonuses that we don't have any of those. And his fortitude defense is 13. So if he takes more than 13 damage, he goes down that track. So that's not awesome. Let's see, take a look and see. Let's give him some equipment here. So let's take a look at what kind of money we get as a soldier. Hopefully we get paid well. A first level soldier begins with 3d4 times 250 credits. 
So let's break out some D4s here and see what we get. Digging in tin here. So we got a three, a one, and a four. So a total of eight times 250. Well, not bad, 2,000 credits. All right, so let's take a look at the equipment. There's a very detailed section for like equipment and things. Um, I, as far as like your weapons go, there is a mechanic for rolling with, you know, are you allowed to have that weapon and licenses and things. I don't use it. I've never played in a campaign that's used it because it's cumbersome to say, well, you didn't roll high enough to have the license to have that gun. I don't want to do that. I don't want to tell someone, you know, you're not allowed to have that weapon because you don't have a license. It's like it's a role-playing game. You know, let's, you know, let him, let him have what he wants to have. And when he dies, you can take it from him if you really hate it that much. But yeah, we're not going to get into that. So let's take a look here. Uh, I'm going to give him basic stuff. I don't want to get anything too crazy. I wonder if there's any armor I can give him. There is armor in the game, but it's all pretty basic armor. Like there's like blast helmets and, you know, flighters, flight suits, stuff like that. How much is a flight suit going to cost me? 2,000 credits. Yeah, we're not buying that. I would. Yeah, my guy can have no gun and some armor. Let's go with... I'm going to buy him two blaster pistols. So he's got two. That takes away half of my money. Still got half left. Why did I buy him two? Because I wanted to have a spare in case one goes missing. There's like all kinds of stuff in here. There's like rifles and knives and all kinds of jazz like that. Uh, I don't want to have him only have a mate, uh, have that, that blaster though. That seems like he could get in some trouble. So let's say, let's give him something simple. Something he can use at close range and hide pretty well. Uh, I'm just going to buy him like a simple knife. Just a standard issue, here is a knife. That cost him 20, another 25. So I've still got 975 credits left. Let's see here. What else can we buy him? Then there's like standard gear. We don't want him to run into the field with nothing. So let's give him a comlink, long range comlink. That's going to cost 250 credits. Going away quick now, folks. So we're down to 725. Uh, let's see, what else can we buy him? Electro binoculars would have been cool, but I don't have enough money for that. Survival gear, that might be good. You can buy a jetpack for 300 credits. <laughs> That's funny. Let's buy a conceal, a hip holster for both of his weapons. Bought two hip holsters, knocks him down 50 credits more, 675 credits left. What else can we buy in here? Breath mask so he can breathe underwater. You remember in episode one, they had those cool masks that they pop into their mouth so they can breathe underwater. That might come in handy because he's not a great swimmer. Knocks me down another 200. So I'm down to 475. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's an aquatic breather. So scratch that. We want the breather mask. That's 350. So we'll take another 150. Down to 325 credits. Um, I'll give him a, I'm going to give him a liquid cable dispenser, which is like a, kind of like, like a grappling hook with like a metal cable that collapses into it. Liquid cable dispenser, you get about 15 meters. Uh, that's 10 credits, so that's pretty cheap. 315, and an all-temperature cloak. I like it. Works for me. So I'll take away another 100 for the cloak, and he has 215 credits on him. I can live with that. That's pretty good. Not amazing. Not, you know. Oh, yeah, we're going to go with that. 
So we figured out all his stats and stuff. Um, we gave him some gear. So we've got our, you know, dual pistol wielding Duros soldier. And from there, what you would do would be to figure out the character's destiny if you were going to use destiny points in the game. Uh, and he would start a campaign. I hope that, you know, that kind of helps you guys understand the process. I understand if it's a little bit, it seems like a lot of stuff to do. Um, I would normally sit down and figure out a backstory and stuff for a character before I did all the, the stats and things. But it, it was fun to do it this way and see what comes up. And I, I really was not expecting to make the, the soldier today, so that was kind of funny that it worked out that way. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and, you know, hopefully we'll do a maybe like a Star Wars podcast at some point in the future, and we'll do like an actual play session. Uh, I really enjoy this 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 system. It's it's It was one of the first games I ran as a play-by-post. It remains the most successful play-by-post campaign I have, have run to date. Uh, it went on for a couple of years, and I had a really group, great group of players for that. Uh, I will be discussing this in more detail in the future, but again, you know, just to give you guys kind of a glimpse into what goes into making one of these characters. I hope you enjoyed this, and, you know, as always, thanks for listening, guys, and there will be more podcasts in the near future. Uh, you won't just have to listen to me next time. Hopefully we'll have, like, an actual play session for you. Thank you again, uh, and, you know, check out the blog, check out the YouTube channel, we have a lot of things that are coming through, so you know you can always check out the Daily D4 if you're looking for seeing more stuff that's coming up or things along those lines. Thanks again for listening, guys. I hope you all have a nice day, and goodbye.